Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So somehow magically it became like the end of May. What 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 happened, Audrey? I don't know. Like this, the, the time, it's Do going everywhere. you think everywhere. that time went so fast before we were all in the shelter? I know. What the heck? It's like... 10 weeks has gone by and uh, I'm like, it's going to be fall. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. Cause you realize for me, Audrey, the first day of fall actually begins on June 22nd. It probably does. Right. These are just getting shorter at that time. So in a month from now, I'll be pulling my sweaters out. just saying. So, um, and I feel like it's gonna be a month from now before we know it. It's been crazy, but Audrey, so I could not be more excited for our virtual STEM summit that fires up tomorrow on the 28th and we're kicking it off with Google and Google X labs. And we have like a whole week of being able to show the coolest tech companies and what they're doing for an hour each day. It is really great. So, so, you know, like, let's just wind it back. Kids are now not in school and we always do a STEM summit. And like most small scrappy companies, we're always thinking new ways of doing things to make sure that we're as connected to our customers as possible. And it became really apparent that in the virtual world, first of all, many kids were, you know, while they're homeschooling virtually, that there's still a lot of um, gaps. And one of the things we came up with was how about if we just have leverage virtual technology mm-hmm. and connect people for just a little bite, just yep. a little bite each day. 45 minutes. People who are running these companies that are doing like some of the most amazing things. Exactly. The biggest, I mean, do we have shell games as one of them, right? Uh, we don't have shell games actually, but we do have Google Duolingo. We have Facebook reality labs BNY Mellon, Allegheny Health Network, and Uber Advanced uh, Technology Center. It's looking at their autonomous vehicle research. Team. So the kids are going to be, I guess, each, um, we're opening it up. And obviously, we're using the protection so that Zoom video will not be available to look right. and see who the people are. There will be no Zoom bombings, right? None right. There will not be that. And we are allowing teachers, parents, and kids to come and join us each and every day. It doesn't matter where you live. You'll be able to just go to the pghtech.org website and you'll see a link in there and you'll be able to log in. And I believe that our vision is to have a student interview each of the people each day so that there's some interaction and what better way to like, just, just for a small bit of time, 
engage in some of the best and brightest work that's going on, including a chance to talk to one of the lead doctors working on the vaccine over at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Phelan, so, absolutely. It's just, it's just a great way to do it each and every day for a few days. And as people wind down their school year, they'll have a chance to connect and see what's happening. And our hope is that teachers and parents, that we open up their eyes as well. Exactly. Their eyes so that they can really uh, see what it's like to work for some of these people and what kinds of problems that they're trying to solve. Exactly. So here's the best part about this, Audrey. So we would have never done this virtually ever if we were not in this COVID environment that we're in, right? But by being in this environment, we had to go virtual. By going virtual, we already have more than 400 people signed up for this. The last time I checked, I think last year we had about 200 kids all together when we did this in person. So I bet you we're going to quadruple, maybe quintuple the amount of people that can actually learn about what's going on in tech companies and in Pittsburgh. So to me, it's like, this is such a cool thing because we're reaching more people and making more impact despite the fact that we cannot actually be in the same room with each other. So we're making some serious, serious lemonade out of a big old batch of lemons as far as I'm concerned. Well, what's the batch of lemons? The world has changed. That's yeah. all. Well, it's the world scary. Has changed. I mean, it's, it's sour when you can't actually hang out with people. Like I miss being in the studio, hanging out with you. Like, you know, we all want to be within with, with each other, but we can't, but we're you still like, like, is... like, we're doing tech vibe right now. Right. It doesn't matter. We're still making it happen. No, I think, What's really cool is that anyone can join us and they can, you know, peel yeah. back the curtains a little bit, take a break, understand what's happening in innovation. And for many of these people in rural communities that can have access would never have had a chance to even understand what kind of work people are doing or even yeah. get close to behind the scenes of companies. It could yep. change someone's life. Oh, completely. completely. Change the course of how they think about what's possible. Absolutely. And you know, Audrey, we could not do this without the help of our sponsors. So like BNY Mellon, Giant Eagle, Lanxis, SDLC Partners, CGI, Industrial Scientific, Giftia, and Highmark have all stepped up to be part of this event. I just, I'm so ecstatic about the work that we're doing around this. And I just think it's, it's going to lead to bigger and better things as we continue to move forward. Well, so think about all these forward. kids who have been home, right? Homeschooled. Yep. And how many parents have had to juggle work? Oh my gosh, teach exactly. Kids, teach their kids, cajole them. Right. Now, you know, I hear many of them let their kids sleep till noon. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know they're not on sports teams. They're not building right. camaraderie with their classmates. They're mm -hmm. learning differently. Uh, you know, parents have to be in the role of being a parent and being a teacher. And um, those are skills many people just don't have. Exactly. In terms of patience and even knowledge. I've mm -hmm. heard that from, from some parents saying, I don't know some of this stuff. Exactly. exactly. You know, so how can I be helpful? It evaporated where they may not have covered the topic that way. Very much. So I think this actually allows for, I have seen more conversations with parents about what is school, mm -hmm. what is the meaning of school, what's the importance of school, what's their, their view of their kids' education Right now right. more than ever. Yeah, it should. I mean, all these of a sudden, there's this emphasis on These are important it. times yep. for people to be thinking about things totally differently, and school's one of them. Absolutely, 100%. So, Audrey, we've got a great show lined up with us today. And just to remind everybody, if you want to register for the STEM Summit, 
100% free. We want you to participate and learn as much as you can. Go to pghtech.org. It's right there on our website under our events section. You can sign right up for it. It's super easy. Puts on your schedule for every day that we have this going on, starting on the 28th, rocking all the way out through the 29th and through June 5th. So it's going to be a really good time. But tonight's show, Audrey, we've got some great guests stopping by. We have Brian Cohen from Hanel Storage Solutions. Excited to have them. These guys, stuff has to get stored places. And they have automation systems that store all types of crazy stuff across all sorts of industries. And they're doing that right here in Pittsburgh. I think that's a lot of fun. We have the next installment, Audrey, from our Healthcare Reinvented with Heimark and with Allegheny Health Network, which is talking about substance use disorders. Like it's, it's, you can't forget about that during the COVID pandemic. Some folks still need to get help. And so they're using teleservices in order to help some of these folks that are afflicted. And of course, last but not least, we have our friends from uh, Suntec stopping by as well, talking about the way they help folks within the life sciences industry. So we've got a great show in front of us tonight, Audrey. We keep That's telling true. stories. We keep trying to get people connected. We just love it. So I think we're going to go to break. And uh, thank God we have Zoom here doing what we do because we couldn't do without Zoom. I know I'm in my attic and you're in your, you're in your dining room. And I'm just looking forward to keep bringing people Tech 5 Radio. So once again, pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're trying to have way too much fun here, guys. I swear. <laughs> this is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Thanks for listening to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. You're making a wise investment of your time as we are telling the best stories that are happening in Pittsburgh's technology ecosystem. And so we've got a great guest coming up for you right now. We're just going to jump right into it. We have Chris Doobie, who's the president of Sentact. It's a really cool healthcare solutions company here. And uh, I mean, obviously, I love talking to healthcare companies now with everything that that's going on. I know that there's so many cool Pittsburgh companies that are playing a role in keeping us safe and just making healthcare more efficient and making it more, just making it better. For, 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 for patients and doctors and, and everybody involved. And so Chris, hey man, thank you for calling in and being part of this. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Absolutely, Chris. So first and foremost, I always like just to give a little, like a little like uh, level set for our listeners. Just give us the elevator pitch for what Sentac is all about. And I'd like to learn a little bit more about your background as being president of the company and how you've been, been involved with uh, Sentac. You, know, you guys have been around since like 2002, so. Yeah, yeah. 2002 uh, product was developed. 2003, we got our, our first customer. Uh, we are a healthcare technology company. Uh, our focus is on quality, safety, and, and the patient experience. So, uh, you know, we're right in, in the thick of it. Uh, a lot of what our technology does, just to give you an example, is to help hospitals monitor infection prevention okay. and other safety metrics and then take action based on, on what you're finding you know, correcting certain things um, right. or, you know, when things are going well, uh, you know, right. definitely recognizing that and seeing where you can, can do more of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, talk about, I mean, I hate to say perfect timing here, but like this is when like your services just really get that nod that they need because so much of what you do is just behind the scenes, right? I mean, people aren't thinking about what it takes to make this happen and you enable that. And right now this is like top of mind for all of us, which is why I think our conversation is just so cool today. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been an interesting couple months. Uh, we adapted pretty quickly early on in, in March. We developed some tools uh, within our platform that, that really address COVID-19. Uh, you know, first it was really infection prevention, monitoring, mm -hmm. tracking, um, and, then, and then, you know, taking action, corrective action, responding, uh, and then pulling data. 
And then, you know, as things evolved pretty quickly, we have, you know, probably uh, 30 or 40 hospitals in the New York City area. Things quickly escalated to supporting command centers. And ah, we okay. created some tools around, around those command centers where, you know, resources were being shifted, let's say, from, uh, you know, ambulatory areas or, or elective surgery um, to, you know, more, more mission critical areas uh, at that time. And we were able to help respond getting equipment and staff in the right places supplies that sort of thing so it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster uh we, yeah. we implemented those COVID 19 tools in uh 64 hospitals so wow. you know we're definitely real proud of our of our response yeah it's been uh Amazing. it's been a busy couple months our team has done awesome with it you guys you guys are probably like like breathing deep right now it's like oh my goodness right yeah yeah it, it's uh you know we <laughs> It's interesting. We were working, you know, nights and weekends to, to support a lot of those hospitals, and um, and things are starting to, to to smooth a little bit. And I think everyone in the healthcare environment is starting to feel prepared. The fear is definitely settled down, and now it's just a matter of let's right. get what we need to get done, which is uh, a, a better place to be than we were in in March and April when there was so much unknown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that's a good point. I mean, people are we're, we're getting their hands around it now. But I feel like there's just so much more opportunity for uh, Suntact moving forward because, I mean, this is just like you said, it's, it's put this, this, this giant magnifying lens on the importance of being able to monitor, uh, you know, infection and, and, and everything. And so moving forward, I'm assuming there's an even greater demand for your services and your technologies. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're, we're you know, we've, we've been on a, a pretty good wave. The last couple of years has been really, really strong. Um, in a lot of ways, financially, a lot of growth from a, a customer standpoint. Um, but, you know, we're definitely seeing a focus. And, and look, safety has always been a focus for, for healthcare. Of course. Um, but it's kind of been a, a necessity, right? It's just something that everyone does. And I think now everyone's looking at how to do things differently. Um, so mm-hmm. that's important. You know, we also a lot, automate a lot of uh, patient interactions and, and patient satisfaction uh, processes as well. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're seeing a lot of things. Uh, evolving quickly. You know, we've had, just to give you an example, virtual visits on our roadmap for a while now, okay. and we've, we've accelerated that greatly. You know, it's just something that we yes. feel is a necessity. Our, our hospital, you know, customers are telling us, us that it's a necessity. So really exciting things that, that we're able to work on that we were going to do. And, and I think a lot of my peers are saying the same thing at hospitals as well. Um, but, you know, now it's, it's a necessity. It's something that we, we have to do. Uh, it's not a good to have anymore. So we're definitely working on some cool stuff that's that's really in high demand right now. I believe it. So I mean, you're you're anticipating this demand. I, I'm assuming you must be in some sort of hiring mode. You probably need as many people as you can get. <laughs> yeah, we've we've hired uh, three, uh, actually four now. Okay. Well, he hasn't started yet. It'll start in a couple days um, uh, since this happened. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely hiring. So I uh, hate to put a plug in if you. Any developers out there, some implementation people, uh, and also sales. You know, we're we're looking to uh, definitely make some moves. So that's awesome. See that because it's so weird because we have one side of the economy where we're having the highest unemployment rate we've ever experienced, and but then we have companies like yeah. yours who are like, no, we need talent. So I'm just like trying to get that word out as much as possible because I know there's some good folks out there that you know have been have been shrunken out of jobs, and so to know that there's opportunities at places like Suntac, where not only is it a job opportunity, but you know you're you're actually working for a company. That's saving people's lives and keeping people safe. Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's right. We had you know New York City hospitals, senior executives, people on the front line, telling us that hey, what you're doing is helping save lives. And you know that 
that makes you feel good. I actually came from the hospital side before I got into the, the technology side. Okay. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you get removed from that hospital environment and you, you try to think about your impact, but it's, it's really times like this that um, it's real clear. You know, no doubt about it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, and it feels good. And, and you know, I, I recognize where we are from an economic standpoint, from what you said, you know, it, it, it's tough, um, you know, for, for a lot of people out there, but it's, it's really great that we're in a position where not only we can help, uh, you know, patients in the hospital, people on the front lines in the hospital, those, those caregivers that are, are working this crisis, but then also, you know, our, our staff members, I think, are able to grow and be very fulfilled. Um, yeah, with, with what they're doing. Yeah, so we got a couple minutes left. Tell me more about that. I'm assuming I, I, I sense you have a really cool work culture, and I, it's got to be a really a fun, awesome place to work, knowing that your mission is saving people's lives. You know, I think it is. Um, we uh, we we definitely have a unique culture. Look, we're a smaller team, right? So we are. <laughs> I have a goal that no matter how big we get, I want to stay somewhat entrepreneurial. You know, I, yes, I like. Of course. Um, being able to solve problems, right, and, and listen to people and huddle up as a group with a bunch of smart people and try mm-hmm. to get things done. It makes it fun. Um, you know, I think in Sentact in general, and this is way bigger than me, you know, we have an environment where we really care about people. We actually have a, a wellness program that when this happened, um, you know, we, we start, we, we have a gym in our office and we're, we're all about trying to make a healthy environment for people, uh, you know, physically, mentally, you know, professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we put together a wellness program. We have a, a, a licensed physical therapist who kind of puts us through our paces every day at 1230 where we're you know, up out of our chairs. And we're sweating <laughs> and, and moving. And, right. uh, you know, I, I, I love our culture. And, and I, I think without a doubt, it, it would be hard to work at Sentac and not feel like you're, you're making a big difference. That's awesome. If people want to learn more about Sentac, Chris, where can they go and check you guys out? Yeah, check us out at our website, sentag.com. Also, uh, LinkedIn, you know, we're pretty active on LinkedIn as well. That's a great place. And, you know, I don't mind people uh, hitting me up on LinkedIn as well, reaching out to me and having a conversation. Yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us tonight. Everyone, you're talking to Chris Doobie here from Sentac. Reach out to him on LinkedIn. He wants to talk to you, especially if you're looking for a position and you you just like you've got a good fit there. So I'm just excited for you guys. You guys are making Pittsburgh proud all the way around because this is what Pittsburgh does, man. We step up and kick some butt, right? Love it. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Good stuff. Hey, everyone, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council, bringing you Tech 5 Radio tonight. So glad that you are here hanging out with us. So glad to be telling stories no matter what's going on out there right now. And tell you what, one of the best things that we do is hang out with Allegheny Health Network in Highmark because we do our healthcare reinvented podcast series with them. We explore some pretty deep issues around all things going on with healthcare delivery and with technology and all that kind of great stuff. And tonight we've got a really cool segment talking about substance use disorders. It's a serious, serious deal, and a lot of folks who are suffering from substance use disorders. They're being overlooked right now with all the stuff going on with, with the COVID pandemic. And so Allegheny Health Network and Highmark have found some really creative ways to make sure people are still getting the help that they need, mostly using telehealth medicine services. And luckily now as we're starting to go back to a little more of a normal life, there's still some ways that they're able to connect 
and make sure that people who are suffering from these disorders are able to get the help when they need it. So for us to tell these stories, it's a lot of fun. We're going to play you an excerpt right now from the podcast series. If you go to pghtech.org and just look up our Tech 5 Radio tab over there, you can actually find all of the different podcasts that we're doing, especially with Healthcare Reinvented and really nerd out on all this subject matter. So give this a quick spin and listen. You'll be really surprised as to what's going on. I'm actually probably pretty proud that Pittsburgh is leading the way in so many of these areas. So give it a spin. After that, keep hanging on. We'll be back with more Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Tech Council. And I have some awesome guests today who are absolute experts on this subject matter. We have Dr. Cesar DeLeo and we have Ashley Potts hanging out with us today. Guys, thank you for taking the time to hang out and tell this really important story. Can't, can't thank you enough. Thanks, Jonathan. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So Dr. DeLeo, let's start with you and your background. Your background is absolutely amazing. I wouldn't do it justice if I just kind of read your, your resume as to the key things that you've done. Just let our listeners know a little bit more about you and what you do. Well, uh, my, my role at Highmark is Executive Medical Director and Vice President of Strategy, uh, Strategic Initiatives. Um, one of the areas that has uh, been sort of my uh, passion project area of, of uh, focus has been on substance use disorder and in particular uh, opioid use disorder. I think, um, you know, I came from a background of internal medicine and primary care, but having come from a background uh, in that area, you can't help but see individuals and treat individuals with this disorder because it's so, so prevalent. Right. And uh, for those who feel that it isn't, it may just be sort of a bias of not looking for it, huh. but uh, believe you me, it's there. And I think it's incumbent upon us in the medical profession to make sure that we're able to identify it and prevent it and offer help to individuals when they need it. Absolutely. And Ashley, your insight on this is absolutely critical as well, too. So glad you're here talking with us. Uh, tell us about your background and what you do and what gets you passionate about this subject matter. Yeah, thank you. It is so great to be here. So I'm a licensed social worker by trade. I okay. have actually worked in the addiction and behavioral health space for a little over 10 years. And I recently, uh, about a year ago, transitioned over to Highmark to join Dr. DeLeo as a project manager for strategic initiatives to, to help with the projects that we have and initiatives we have surrounding substance use disorder. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. And so maybe we can start with just a couple, a couple stats and figures. Like, like what are the numbers out there right now with, with which was the impact of substance use disorders, especially in the, in the Pittsburgh region? Well, we, we've lost more people to opioid uh, uh, overdoses than the entire Vietnam War. Oh we lose God. about 75,000 people in the United States every year. And if you want to give uh, you know, a point of contrast, um, the uh, um, COVID epidemic currently is at about 40,000. Exactly. Um, alcoholism, about 85 to 87,000 per year. But to give you some um, uh, a, a local perspective, we lose 13 people in the state of Pennsylvania every day to opioid overdose. Wow. That's every just... day. That, that's pretty amazing. And when you look at our three-state uh, footprint, that's 17 people a day. And opioid uh, use disorder uh, 
affects all walks of society. We have uh, neighbors, we have friends, we have family members, and um, you know they are at risk. And the first step in getting someone into uh, treatment and long-term remission is diagnosis. And okay. it's, it's important to get people diagnosed. But yeah, this isn't a, a, a very commonly diagnosed disease because people right. have to sort of um, want to seek treatment and right. uh, come forth into some sort of setting where they need treatment. Oftentimes, people come to the emergency room with, uh, you know, a pain disorder or a non-fatal overdose, and that's the opportune time to get them into treatment. Um, and so often, there's a, a gap. And that gap is um, something that we're trying to close. How, how did this become such a huge problem over the past few years? It just—I remember, like you'd see the stories trickling in, and then it just seemed like over the past couple of years, it just became this this tsunami of headlines. Just the number of people that it impacts across all socioeconomic backgrounds, and you hear everything from someone got surgery and was prescribed, you know, some sort of a, of a painkiller that got them going, to people just trying to do it recreationally in school. Like, like, is there a main thing that's been driving this? Well, uh, back in the '90s, um, pain was a, a, a focus, particularly after. Some of the pharmaceutical companies developed uh, new opioid products and then promoted them. Um, they promoted them rather uh, vigorously. Uh, some would say that the medical profession uh, then uh, took some bad research that they had uh, they had put together and uh, were somewhat co-opted. And then uh, pain became the fifth vital sign. So it, whether you were in a hospital or, or other settings, uh, it was always uh, required that you uh, ask about pain. So pain was something that people aggressively treated. The problem with that is that these drugs were initially marketed to be safe and not addicting, and uh, that was not the case. We then saw lax regulation, uh, we saw the development of uh, uh, aggressive distribution and then pill mills, and uh, it took some time for us to catch up. But we saw that the death rate from opioids uh, continued to, cry, to climb, and then, uh, and then that's when it actually hit the national uh, radar. I see. Absolutely. I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about if more people are, are being afflicted with this. They, they, they bring it to work with them. So it's an impact to employers and into workplaces as well, too. Can you give me some information around that? Yeah. So oftentimes individuals who have entered recovery have a hard time obtaining employment due to a prior history. Um, there are several organizations that won't hire somebody who, you know, has the stigma of substance use disorder associated with them. Um, this was something that was pretty significant, the stigma surrounding substance use disorders, which is why Highmark partnered with an organization called Shatterproof to launch a variety of videos that deal directly with addiction and talk about the stigma of addiction. You know, if you have a family member or if you're going through it yourself um, and it is available to, you know, across all of Highmark and individuals who have Highmark insurance, that way they you know, it's a, an educational platform, but then also it provides that forum for if individuals need to seek help. And then it also provides those employers some directions towards the National Safety Council on how employers can handle 
the substance use disorder epidemic in a non-stigmatizing way with a recovery-oriented environment. Actually, that's really interesting. Could you tell me more about like how that works as far as like, like the types of videos and how people are able to access them and, and make sure that they can, they can you know, be part of it? Yeah, absolutely. There are six videos and each one is only about five minutes long. It's actually called Just Five. So the theory is, you know, just take five minutes once a month to watch these educational videos to try to, you know, decrease the stigma associated with substance use disorder. We have launched our fourth one actually launches today on April 20th. So that one will be available. And we have two more coming up. And individuals just need to utilize the link that was given to them. Um, I, I don't have that link, Dr. DeLeo. I'm hoping that you have that link that you can provide. And they just go to that link, they watch the video, and then when they scroll down, there are survey questions and there are platforms to ask for help. Where do you go for help? What do you, if you want to learn more information? So it provides all of that education. Right. Um, and you can ask further questions per the video contact. Thanks so much for giving that podcast a spin. That excerpt I thought was really cool. Give you the heart of what's kind of going on there with all things around substance use disorders. Hey, we're coming back. We're taking a quick break. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Audrey will be rejoining me shortly as well, too. So it's all good stuff. So I tell you what, Audrey, love being here on a Wednesday night doing our show. And this next guest, I had the pleasure of talking to a little bit earlier this year. You know, we've spun up our Tech Vibe Radio one mic stand. Yes. We're in the process of telling lots of stories. And uh, Hamel Storage is just this amazing, amazing company. I got to talk to Brian Cohen a few weeks ago, and I was like, man, you got to stop by the terrestrial signal. You got to be on the big arm of the tech vibe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so here he is, which I'm very excited about because I think Hamel's just doing some awesome work. Like, you'll never look at supply chains the same ever again because, like, they're behind everything. <laughs> like, literally, you got to store something, they're storing it. <laughs> as simple well, as that. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. So we have Brian Cohen, CEO of Hanel Storage. And if people are, are near their technology, what's the website so that they can go to it while you're talking? Uh, www.hanel.us. Awesome. So give, tell everyone what it is that you do. Well, Hanel Storage Systems manufactures and designs and manufactures uh, custom store, automatic storage and retrieval machinery. Uh, that uh, can go up into the sky, upwards of 60 feet, store individual parts, and then through computer uh, interaction, bring them down robot robotically or automatically. Really? Make it sound so simple. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're making that. So give us an example. Give a, if, can you, you, know, you don't have to tell us who the customer is. But give us an example. Sure. Well, well first of all, we have um, some of the best customers in the world. In every industry you can think of where they're, um, from uh, Porsche and Mercedes to Ford and Chrysler to Bayer and um, Glaxo and Abbott and uh, the U.S. government, um, every military base, every part of the government you can think of. And in the pandemic case, blood testing labs, diagnostic labs, drug discovery companies. So really, we're doing this for everybody. Oh. So how did this all start? Well, in 1953, um, uh, Gerhard Hino started the company and built the first industrial storage carousel. So picture a Ferris wheel and now make a box around it and put shelves where the seats were. 
And then that's basically a way to move goods up and back, forward and, and backwards. Do you know what the first goods were that, that they ever stored? No, I wish I did, but I'm going to get that answer. That's I bet a, you it's something really cool, too. <laughs> you know, the, uh, uh, the family is, is a really cool family. Uh, the, the owner passed away several years ago, but worked until he was like 93 years old. That sounds about right. Exactly. <laughs> he built his family on the shop floor. They had an apartment at the factory. So the people I know, Yakum Hanel, Michael Hanel, grew up as little boys and children running around the shop floor and have <laughs> lived this their entire lives. Wow. That's a great story. And what brought, what, what brought it to Pittsburgh? Tell us the Pittsburgh connection and, and how Pittsburgh is kind of like the HQ for the operations you have all over the place. It is. And, uh, well, first of all, Pittsburgh's a great place to be. Um, I've been here now for 20 years and I am in love with Pittsburgh, everything about it. Uh, but back then, um, in the late 80s, uh, an attorney by the name of Hugh Nevin uh, from Conan Grigsby was over in Germany at different uh, automation fairs trying to encourage companies to come over to, Pitt- to the U.S. Huh. and Pittsburgh. So literally, we were recruited uh, by Hugh Nevin uh, to come out here. And he's a great guy, still friends with him. Where is this guy? We've got to send him out to more places. That's true. <laughs> Down in Florida, enjoying the good life. Okay, he deserves so it. So, in terms of what's happened with this pandemic and this virus, has this affected you? Of course, of course. So, we're a very employee-oriented company, and we're not going to take any chances, uh, not only with our employees, but of spreading the disease in any way at all. We don't want to contribute to that. Um, so, we've been working remotely, uh, but fortunately, we had the infrastructure in place that believe it or not, I think we're more close now. Like I'm attending a management meeting at, at uh, 11 and 1, I'm sorry, a department meeting at 11 and 1 every day, hearing reports from the different people in the departments, and I have a much better idea of, of what they're doing. So communication is up, effectiveness is up, and our customers who are working are buying products right now. Well, so what do you think, what's your prediction going forward is there any anticipation that you have of returning yeah to um, the office environment or what do you think so um this decision happens to be mine and um, i'm very careful so i want something to push back on and the only legitimate thing i can find to push back on is the governor's red yellow and green uh, uh classifications uh, one of my colleagues just sent me a note that the governor is considering a return to green for parts in pennsylvania uh, in the very short term, it was announced like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're waiting for. But um, in the meantime, business is still going. And I think and our activity proves that there'll be even more demand for our goods and services moving forward. Definitely. Most definitely. Do you think that you will keep a portion of your workforce working from home? That's an excellent question. Um, so this coincides with another situation we're in. We're having to move our office. We lost our lease where we're at right now. And so we're going to move from, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's for good reason. There's a big company expanding here. And, whoops. Um, so I'm thinking about letting a couple of our employees that work really far away from our new location work from home. This is a perfect yeah, nice. it works now, right? I mean, this is like what we're all kind of excited about. This allows us to be way more flexible. Exactly. 
So tell us about the Pittsburgh office. How many folks are working there? I mean, and the types of positions. I I just think obviously it's just fascinating the work that you guys do and that you're doing this here in Pittsburgh. Sure. So um, a lot of our uh, force is remote already, I should tell you. Mm -hmm. We've got people all over the country working out of their houses, both in a service and a sales capacity. Um, In the Pittsburgh office, we have the people that design the machines, the people that sell the machines, the people that service the machines, the people that provide software support for the machines and the people that provide the parts for the machines and accounting admin type of things. Uh, all of them are extremely ten- uh, tenured. Um, we've got a lot of people in the 15 to 20 year range and they're high level professionals. We don't have a lot of low level jobs. Mm-hmm. We try to create, instead of hiring an admin person, we try to create a junior person uh, that will do the admin work and work their way into a, uh, a senior position. Interesting. So what's your prediction for the future? What do you think? What are some trends that you're seeing? Oh boy, so many. Um, we've been involved now in a couple of virtual trade shows, mm-hmm. um, which is a real different thing. Trade shows are yeah. very expensive and sometimes yeah. very effective. Um, trade shows are just a big part of how you get new customers, I have to assume, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But it, but a trade show might cost a couple hundred thousand dollars. Wow people and and everything else so while we don't want to get away from trade shows we do like the idea of having the trade show live on electronically Mm -hmm. uh, and then being able to participate in lower cost lower impact uh, maybe local uh, trade trade events really that's that's interesting I think there's going to be a shift in all that too even if we move into quote-unquote green even around the country because green means you still have to pay attention to CDC guidelines and WHO, you know, guidelines as well. So it's not like we're going to be definitely like mask free or not pay attention to the things around um, sanitation. No time soon, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Even if we go into green. I agree. And we're doing things like when a customer wants us to come on site, if the state allows it, um, we're asking the customer to fill out a form saying that they comply with CDC guidance and so on. Um, mm-hmm. so that our people will be safe when they go there. Good policy, absolutely. And I think we're going to be seeing tons more of that just to make sure there's documentation and it just puts the mind at ease that like we're going into a safe environment. Well, and business not- owners are really have a whole new risk. Yes. It's a whole new risk and, and the concern around doing the right thing and, and what you're liable for and, and uh, you know, every day there's a new finding or, you know, some sort of evidence that's just, it's additive. It's never, it's not finite. And I, and I really stresses, you know, business owners and, and CEOs out. I, I'm one of them. Yes. So um, we do everything really carefully. So I got with our attorneys to figure out what's the best way to handle reopening. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned that the employees right now out there have additional rights um, uh, from the federal government. And I know. So, we just got the posters in that will let everybody know what their additional rights are. If you suspect you have COVID, you've got a certain amount of time to work through that without being penalized, right. doing your job and so on. So yeah, it's a new world. Kids kids at home. Kids at is home. Another, is another big piece in terms of responsibility. Or a family member that's ill, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, so what do you want us to know? What's your last final words that you want us to know about Hanel storage? Well, uh, two things. First, it's Hanel. Uh, everybody makes that mistake. Um, it's Hanel Storage System. Hanel. Yes. Um, it's a family name. 
Um, but second, that we, we are committed to having safe employees um, and working to help the country recover from the COVID environment nice. while uh, creating commerce. Um, I think to me, it's a, a perfect good storm as we come out of this terribly bad storm. So are you hiring at all? Yeah, we are. Uh, right now we're looking for four people. So if they go to your website? Uh, if they go to our website, uh, there's an info at hanel.us that they could send a resume to. Very cool. Um, but we are also actively utilizing Indeed. Okay. Well, my hat's off to you. This is a good business story in the middle of a pandemic it. with the highest unemployment probably on record. Yeah. And uh, it is thrilling to be able to hear that you're on top of it. Thank you very much. And if I could just say, young people, as you're considering your careers, consider the stability of the industry that you're looking in. Material handling is a very stable environment. Really a good point. That's I just got to say, point. Brian, the work that you guys do is just so essential to everything in our world. I mean, everything has to be stored and touched at some point. And you guys are automating that and using advanced technology. You're in Pittsburgh doing that from a from a company that was recruited from Germany to come you know, over here. It's just right. I think, such a cool story. And you guys leading this even through the pandemic is just so cool. And I'm so glad you got to hang out with us tonight and just tell us a little slice of that story. So if you go to, you can go to go hanel.us, you can learn all about the company and see some of the cool, cool systems these guys put together. And it'll definitely blow your mind. That is for sure. Thanks, Brian, for being part of this tonight. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Thank you Audrey. Thank you. So Audrey, we got, we got to land the tech vibe jet now. It's always like this moment where I'm like, I want to keep telling stories, but we got to put oh. the plane in the hangar and we'll, we'll take off again next week to tell more of these stories. Yeah, I mean, pandemic or not, listen to that story. Exactly. There's still thriving and growing and that that gives us all hope and i'm going to remind everybody to attend our virtual stem summit every day coming up to the next week there is a cool speaker from companies like facebook reality labs from google just showing you what it's like to work at those companies i encourage not just kids to tune in but adults and parents and teachers and everybody because there's some great stuff going on right here in pittsburgh everyone needs to learn about it we're so pumped to be still providing all this content despite the fact that we can't actually be in the same room with each other. <laughs> so it's going to be good. <laughs> this, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. And have a great night, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.